seems like everyone's trying to make money online these days, but there's just so much information. BS, good stuff, and bad stuff. It's overwhelming. I spent the last three years learning different tools and ways to become profitable online to get my freedom back. Every success has been built on a mountain of mistakes and fumbles. Follow along with me on my journey while I give you the lessons that I've learned so you don't have to waste the same time and money that I have. Welcome to Brass Ring Radio. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Brass Ring Radio. So in the pilot episode, I briefly mentioned solopreneurship, entrepreneurship, as far as I concern it, as with uh, serial entrepreneurs, and a side hustle. In this episode, I want to distill down exactly what I'm referring to when I'm talking about, quote-unquote, a side hustle or a side gig. So to qualify as a side hustle, in my opinion, it requires two very important criteria. One is it has to be scalable. And two, it has to be based around uh, passion and interest or skill. I want to make very clear, thinking that a side job is a side hustle is not going to work. A side hustle and a side job are not the same thing. I want to repeat that. Your side job is not your side hustle. A side job like Uber or Instacart or anything like that, they give you the impression that you are working for yourself or you have some type of freedom and you have absolutely none. Now, those things are very good to try and get you out of your current rut and give you extra revenue, especially when you need it in this day and age when two incomes is just barely enough, if anything, and you're still eating beans and cornbread. Although I love that stuff. I want to try and break down to you exactly why those aren't side hustles as far as eventually going on to your own entrepreneurship with your own business or solopreneurship. First of all, yes, they give you the impression that you are working for yourself, you make your own schedule, you can earn what you want, but you're still dependent on somebody else. You're still dependent on their platform and there's still a cap on your potential earnings and you're still trading Time for money. That is essential. And that's the theme we're going to break our mental barriers, our mental chains over is trading time for money. The whole goal here is to, to stop trading your time for money. Because as long as you'll always trade your time for money, you'll always be limited because you only have a certain amount of time. So that means you're only going to have a certain amount of money. And if you don't have those two things, in abundance, then you'll never have the freedom that you and your family deserve. A perfect example is with, uh, let's say Uber. Let's say you're already working 40 hours a week and you're earning uh, some 10 to $12 an hour. So if you're earning $12 an hour and you're working 40 hours a week trying to support a family, you're getting about $480 a week. That's not inclusive of the fact that you're going to shell out to Uncle Sam to get his blood money as well as uh, medical expenses and all social security. And if you're trying to save anything in retirement, though you're probably not, because let's be real, I've been there and saving anything from one check to another at $12 an hour isn't cutting it. Now, you take on an extra job such as Uber or Lyft or Grubhub or any of those peer-to-peer type service jobs and it seems like a great idea because you're going to earn extra money. But I want to just take a second to kind of look at the math. If you're earning $480 a week, and that's gross, not net, and you're probably earning closer to 300 net at that amount, 
and you take on a second job that you work 20 hours a week at. Not another part-time job. Let's let's not even just say, let's ignore the part-time job. We know part-time job isn't a way to get to freedom. So you use a peer-to-peer service. Now, let's say you work 20 hours at that peer-to-peer service and you get excited because you make $10 an hour and you're just gonna sit in your car and drive around or deliver groceries. Now, you work 20 hours at $10 an hour, that's $200. But is it really? We already know you don't get recompensated for gas or mileage or anything like that and wear tearing your vehicle. But is it really only 20 hours? Yes, you're you're working 20 hours, but the reality is that that's 30 pay hours because that's above your 40 hour work week. That means that that 30 hours that you're gonna be making, you think $10 an hour extra money is closer to like $6.50. Then you take all your deductions from that and you're making about $350 to $5 an hour. So why are you killing yourself making $350 to $5 an hour working for somebody else's dream? And that's what one of the core things about being a side hustle versus a side job is about. You can't scale that. At one point, If you were to replace your day job with one of those peer-to-peer service jobs, you're still going to be working an incredible amount of time and still not have financial freedom because you're still trading your time for money. So how do you get rid of trading time for money? The first step is develop an actual side hustle. Now, what are side hustles? And I, I said already that it's something that's scalable, which is very important. And the reason why it should be scalable is because if you can scale it, that means you can scale it away from time for money. So if you can trade up your skill for money opposed to trading your time for money, you're in a whole different dynamic. Now, and the goal of that is to replace your regular nine to five with something that you can do that started as a side hustle. That is why it's vitally important to make sure that you're highly skilled in that area or you have a great passion for that area or you have an incredible amount of interest in that area because this is what your career is going to be. And we all hopefully know the difference between job and a career. A job is something you have to go to, a career is something you want to go to. And that's kind of what we need to focus on when starting a side hustle. If it's Saturday morning, what gets you up? Going to work doesn't get you up. Nobody wants to go up, let alone on a weekday. Who wants to get up and go to you know work on a weekday let or a weekend? So if you have something you're passionate about, you're going to get up early and you're going to be excited about it. So your side hustle is the beginning of growing that to be excited about it. And you can scale it to replace everything that you're being chained down by. So what exactly would a side hustle be? Well, there's lots of areas. I can't cover everything right now because there's hundreds and hundreds of different ways that you can become profitable online simply by areas that you're passionate about, that you have high skill in or you have a high interest in. I'm going to give you a few examples. And these aren't going to apply to everyone. Let me just tell you what's out there. The first thing I want to bring up is writing. So a lot of people think to write, you have to be some kind of incredible author like Anne Rice or Stephen King or any of your favorite authors that you're going to read about. And that's simply not true. There's 
very broad area that you can write in. If you have an interest in pet nutrition, you may be able to write an awesome article about pet nutrition. If you're an avid creator writer, and let's say you don't feel you have the confidence or the ability to write in a full-fledged fantasy book or sci-fi book or novella or anything like that, but you actually enjoy writing, you can get paid for that. And I'm not talking about putting articles in newspapers or trying to solicit articles on blog sites or any of that stuff. You can actually pick jobs and get paid by it. It doesn't have to be long jobs. We're talking 500 to like 2,000 words. Now, that's a pretty good, awesome deal considering that you can probably text just as fast as you can type while you're sitting in the bathroom scrolling through Facebook. This is really cool. There's a site that you should check out if you're really interested in writing. It's called textbroker.com. Making copy is a big thing, and this is what this is. Now, textbroker.com, as a writer, they're going to pay you for every word you write when you pick up a job. Now, if you're a low-quality writer, like you don't even do a good job, like you're on the, if you was a school grade, you would be failing with a D, okay? Think about that. What do you mean failing? We're talking two stars, two out of five stars, two. That's it. I personally wouldn't buy anything off of Amazon if it was rated two stars, but you still can get paid 0.7 cents per word. No, that is not a lot of money, and that's really crappy. Now, that goes all the way up. If you get three stars, you go from 0.7 cents to a cent a word. If you get four stars, you're 1.4 cents a word. And if you get five stars, which if you're going to do this, you better be getting five stars because you're leaving money on the table. Otherwise, five cents a word. What that means is if you write 100 words, you're only going to get five bucks. Okay, no big deal. It's only five bucks. But who hires you to write a Twitter post? Nobody. What's a thousand words you're going to get? 50 bucks? You're going to get $50 for writing one thousand word article. What is that? Like 20 lines? What's it? 14 words a line normally? It's nothing. It's absolutely nothing. And if you start getting one of these a week, you're looking at 50 bucks a week. If you decide to take a vacation time and do a bunch of writing or you suffer from insomnia or you get a packet of articles and you do five a week, you're now getting 250 a week. Now, if you're a good writer, how long do you think it's really going to take you to write a thousand words? 20 minutes, half an hour. Let's say it takes you an hour. Let's say some ridiculous time, like an hour, to get a final draft of a thousand words and you get one a day. So 250 bucks. That is five hours for $250. That means that you're making 50 bucks an hour. How much are you making right now? Can you imagine making more per hour than you are in that nine to five soul sucking job that you're in? What if you can scale this? Cause you can, you scale up from there. And let's say you get so popular and so well done at this so you're taking in 10 articles a week and you're working 10 hours a week. Now I'm talking hours, 10 hours a week. That First of all, that's a long time to write one article is an hour. And secondly, you're going to write 10 of them. So you're looking two hours a day, two hours a day. You're going to be making 500 bucks a week. You are completely going to replace, if you're making minimum wage, you're going to replace everything you're already spending. What if you go beyond that?
What if you decide that you wanna do this full time? What if you're a stay-at-home mom or a stay-at-home father, any of those things? Then, or what if you only have a part-time job? Then what? And you do 20 a week. Can you see the potential here? This is very incredible. And this is just one outlet. If you're not getting left business there, let me tell you, first of all, you have textbroker.com. Then from there, you can go to Fiverr, or you can go to the Funnel Rule Decks, or you can go to, uh, oh gosh, I can't remember the top of my head. I, I should put it in the blog set. I'll put a list of resources. But there's probably five or six different places you can go where you put your services out there for a rate like this, and you can be pulling in more money doing a part-time side hustle than you would at your soul-sucking nine-to-five job. So that's just one talent. Let's say you don't like writing or you're not very good at it. You don't have confidence with it. Can you talk? Let's just talk about the skill of being able to be an announcer or to do a voiceover or to just read something out loud. This is something that you can learn and you can use software to make you sound clear and get your message across. So let's say you got a decent voice. I don't care if you think you got a good sounding voice or you're clear or whatever. It's what other people think. If people are telling you you explain things well, then why don't we look at voices.com. Now, how much can you make just speaking some words? Now, we always hear about people that do voice acting and they make these incredible amount of monies. Let's ignore those people because they're in some crazy Hollywood guild or they've been doing it for a while or they had a really good agent. So let's talk about what you as a side hustle and an entrepreneur can make from your voice. Let's say you decide to talk for five minutes by reading a script. 750 words, that's what we're looking at. Five minutes, about 750 words or less is the average. On voices.com, you can make $100. $100. I know I'm in the bathroom longer than that, so that you're telling me I can use the bathroom and make 100 bucks, that's what I'm telling you, 100 friggin' dollars. That's up to five minutes, up to five minutes and 750 words at 150 words per minute. What if you get a job where you have to read some words up to 15 minutes? Oh, that's only $250 you're gonna make in 15 minutes. Only equates about $1,000 an hour. 30 minutes? 30 minute job, right? 15 minute to 30 minute job on voices.com is, is between 2,250 words and 4,500 words. And it pays $500 for 30 minutes of you reading out loud. That's what I'm talking about. Reading out loud. Doing a voiceover for a video from home. From home, you're going to get paid $500. $500. What are you going to do with $500? Pay off a car bill? Then we get really crazy. 30 to 40 minutes, 750 bucks. And if you get up to an hour, we're talking $750 to read for one hour or up to 6,000 words for one job. Think about that. Let's say you get commercial jobs, so they're only five minutes, and you get 10 of them in a week. That's $1,000. How much is your nine to five paying you to work 10 hours? This is what I mean by side hustle people. This is what I mean. This is something you can grow and you can expand. And this is only two examples I'm giving you. Let's go with another one. What about a graphic artist? Now, we see a lot of graphic artists out there that are 
um, come across as really inexpensive or really expensive either way. And there's so many different services. No, not a big fan of the graphic artworks as far as services like 99designs and Upwork and Fiverr and stuff like that. Just it's it's oversaturated and there's too many tools that make your ability and skill as an artist kind of obsolete. It devalues it. So there's not a lot of money there as far as profitability versus being able to talk through a commercial. But still, it's valuable. And the reason why that's valuable, because if you're a graphic artist, you can take your ability to create a design and place it not on 99designs are not on Upwork, are not on Fiverr, or any of those places like that, but you can place it on garments and cups and flip-flops and hats and all that stuff. There are sites, and I'll put this in the blog when it comes into, there's, there are sites that you can take your design and you don't have to have any kind of overhead, zero overhead. It's a basically a white label service where you create like Teespring. Teespring is a great example. So you come up with a bunch of designs, you like them, you're a good artist, you can kind of filter what's going on and the trends and then you wanna draw something. Well, yeah, you can draw a logo for somebody and make between $25 and $300 depending how you position it. Or you can take your designs or dozen designs, go on Teespring, sign up for a free account and upload your designs onto a t-shirt, throw into some descriptions, you might get somebody to write for you. And next thing you know, you have a shop you can promote that has your original designs on it from your artwork. And every time one of those sells, you're gonna get paid. You don't do much. You don't have to stock products. You don't have to uh, ship them. You don't have to deal with any of the headache like that. Uh, some of these sites, you'll have to deal with customer service if there's an issue, but you can get a Google voice phone number. You can deal with that. It's no big deal and get a professional email. And the professional email is easy. You go to gsuite.com and you sign up for five bucks a month and you can use whatever email to whatever domain you own. And domain purchases, just as a tip, don't get them anywhere but Namecheap because everywhere else has been a pain in the friggin' butt. But back to the point, you can take the one set of designs you have that may be one, two, or 20 logos and you can turn that into a money-making machine that's almost completely automate it. Now, if you have your own small business and side hustle and you want to make swag and paraphernalia like that, this is one of those places that are great for that. Not only that, but if you sign up for an account like Printify or Printful or any of those things where it's all white label and taken care of for you, then there's so many more avenues you can attack. You want stickers made, there's a place for that. You want t-shirts made, there's a place for that. You want keychains, flip-flops, backpacks, cell phone cases, any of that stuff. You want engraved shot glasses for your, your alcohol beverage business, there's a place for that. And we can get into all those places in the future, but I want you to understand the opportunities there for you, regardless if you're an artist or if you're a writer or you just wanna talk. There's so many different things. And that's only a small handful. What if you're a candle maker? You realize how much money you can make if your hobby is making candles? If you're a good sculptor and you can do some cool things with that, you're going to make a crap ton of money. What if woodworking? Woodworking. My brother paid his way out of California and into another state as a teenager by his skill with woodworking, making countertops, making end tables, making pulpits, making grandfather clocks off of kits. It was his passion. And that's why I say that's important that it's a skill, a passion, or an interest. 
because he was able to devote more time than you would give to a nine to five job because he wanted to. And because the more you can invest in it, because when you do it off a side hustle, that's a passion, a skill or an interest. And it's an investment when you spend time. It's not you're just, it's not like you're clocking in, you're getting paid and exchanging time for money. Now you're invested into what's happening and the resources you're going to get back is going to be, besides intrinsic resources, is going to be money. And that's going to grow because eventually you'll get to the point where you're not going to be trading money for time anymore. You're going to be trading interest for time. You're going to be trading effort for time. Let's go just a little bit further. So now we've covered being able to do things like artistic abilities, writing abilities, and speaking abilities. But what if you don't feel confident in any of those areas or those aren't your passions or interests? What else can you do? Well, there's a bunch you can do. Let's say you write an ebook. This sounds kind of silly, but let's say you write an ebook. Now you go, well, what what do I want to write an ebook on? Well, there's a billion things. And guess what? You don't even have to write the book. If you Google right now, while you're listening to this, a topic you like. So let's say it's golf. Let's say you're really, really interested in golf. You can Google the words golf followed by the letters PLR. PLR. That stands for private label rights. So if you Google right now, golf, PLR, or baking, PLR, or keto diet, PLR, any of those things, you're going to get inundated with incredible amount of material that you can buy at a very inexpensive price. And you can read through and edit or send out to edit if you don't want to. You just spend it, spend money for time, right? So that's another thing. You can also spend your money to, to get time back. So I may send it out to somebody and pay them 50 bucks for a book on golfing techniques. Here, edit this, make it sound good. And they send it back branded. And I paid them 100 bucks. Now, I'm an author of this book. I have the private label rights. I've edited it. I've had it with my voice. I've proofread it. And now I can sell this book as, a, as an ebook online and make money. It is now passive income. Like you don't need to do anything. Now, what happens if you do that to, let's say you only make, um, you know, five bucks a month on an ebook like that on one subject. Well, really, how much time did it take you to actually do that? 30 minutes? You found the book, you kind of perused through what you could, you paid for it, you downloaded it, you sent it out to an editor you're using, if you don't want to do it yourself. And they slaps you. You have to deal with artwork. That that isn't hiccup. You maybe find somebody on Fiverr that I'm telling you not to do as a supplier. And next thing you know, you have Joe Schmo, golf expert, and you have a bunch of series of books on it. And let's say each of those books make you an average of five dollars a month. And after two months, your first book's now paying for itself. It's completed it off. After three months, you buy a second one. After four, you decide to shell a little bit extra money and buy five or six. And after six months, let's say you have 20 out there. And each of those books are only making $5. You're now profiting $100 that's completely automated. You literally do nothing. But that can be expanded to so much more. But that's just one basic concept. And you've done nothing. You've done nothing other than created a synergy of information from the input to the output. And five bucks is a pretty low estimate. 
you probably make 20 to $30 a month. And if you made $20 a book and you're able to get 100 books out in a year from different subjects that are making $20 a month, think about that. Every month you're making $20 times 100 books. That's two grand a month. Again, I'm going to come back to how much is your nine to five paying you for not going to work? Because that's what's happening right here. Well, say you don't want to do any of that. Can you play a musical instrument? Do you know how much money you can make giving music lessons or bringing a private tuner? Wouldn't it be great that all you did was if you're really into music, you just taught people how to play music. Easy. These take initiative and they take you to think. But the problem is most of us are trapped into this, I have no other way to say it, than soul-sucking nine to five. We get up in the morning, we roll out of bed, we're like, ugh, and wash up, do our thing. And we drive to work, we deal with, a lot of us deal with a-hole customers all day long and just builds on us and builds on us. And we finally get home and it gets to the point where a lot of us can't even separate work from home because you come home and it's like, how was your day? Well, my day was crap and this is why. And it's the same crap we get caught into every single day complaining about other people that really don't even matter. They don't matter. Is that what you want to do? No, me either. These are the tools that we're going to use and some of the basic ideas on a very small scale that we're going to use to escape this type of bondage, escape this, this pepper grinder of just incessant spirit crushing. There is so many more opportunities. I'm going to do a deep dive into affiliate marketing coming up soon. I'm going to deep dive into lead generation pages. And we're going to do that coming up really soon. I kind of want to wrap up this episode, bring them back to the whole purpose of this. We're going to do things here that are going to blow your mind. And we're going to do things that you're going to, that you've looked at and said, I don't know how to do There's no way I can do that because you did not understand how simple it was to do. And you're going to understand that the people around you have no idea how easy it is. And we're going to go through this and we're going to find ways to break one shackle after another so every single one of us can earn our way to break away from the bondage of the desk or the cubicle or the sales floor or any of those things to get back the life that we were meant to have for us and our family with that i want to leave you with an exercise and this is i'm, I'm asking you to do this Please do this because if you're serious about listening to this podcast, then you need to be serious about what I'm telling you. I'm not telling you this because I haven't done it. And I'm not telling you this because I like hearing myself talk. Because honestly, although those of you who know me know I can talk a lot, I have no interest in tuning my horn or anything like that. The only thing I care about is making sure more people don't fall down the same type of trap and cesspit and dark place that I went to at one point. And if I can help any one of you, even one of you, I don't care if there's one person or a thousand or 10,000 listening. If I can help any one of you break away from that and find the light at the end of the tunnel and see the sky again, that's what this podcast is going to do. So I want you to take this exercise very seriously. And what I'd like for you to do is get a piece of paper, just line paper, just scrap paper. I don't even care. And I want you to write on it, make a list one through 30. I want, to, I want you to write on it as many things as you can possibly come up with that you have one of the three things I mentioned earlier, but with it's what do you have an interest in? 
what do you have a passion for and what are you highly skilled in? And you have to be really honest with yourself because a lot of us don't like to feel like we're boasting or bragging about ourselves, but there's a difference between being cocky and being confident with what you know how to do. If you're a good listener, if you've been told this or that, or you feel you have really good at artistic work or writing, then or you have a great passion for writing, then write it down. Then I want you to take a go to another with another piece of paper. Then I want you to take another piece of paper and go to somebody that knows you very well. It could be a spouse. It can be a life partner. It can be a best friend. It could be any of those things that knows you very well, a sibling. And I want you to have them write the same concept, but for you. So give them paper and tell them write up to 30 things. If you can't get 30, it's totally good because most of us have trouble. I probably couldn't even get 30 myself, but I want you to have them write up to 30 things on a piece of paper that they feel you have an interest, passion, or highly skilled at. And what's going to happen after that is you're going to take the two and you're going to compare the two. And you're going to look at the areas where you both overlap and don't overlap. And it's going to be very eye-opening because there are areas in our lives where we think we're just great at. And other people don't perceive us that way. And if we're not perceived by other people good in an area, then maybe our reality of what we see isn't exactly accurate. Because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if you think you're a good writer if you're selling your services as a writer or artist and you're really not a good artist and people perceive you as not being a good artist or a good listener or a good writer, and you need to understand that because the two aren't going to completely overlap. And it's those areas where they don't overlap, where the other person feels you are stronger in areas than you perceive yourself, have the greatest area of opportunity. If you have somebody who thinks that you're a really good listener, you're really good at explaining things, or a really good writer, or you sound good on the radio or recording or any of that stuff, if they think that about you and you don't think it about yourself, think about the industry that you have available in front of you at that point. Give it a shot because your opinion really doesn't matter about your skill. And I know that sounds harsh, but you need to understand that. I'm going to say it one more time. Your opinion about your abilities and skill does not matter. What matters is what your potential client base perceives. If they think you're a great writer, then they're going to value you as a great writer. And you only may value yourself as an okay writer. Think about that. Then you're going to underprice yourself. If you think you're doing a job and you're an awesome artist and you're going to price yourself at $10 an hour because you don't really kind of like, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not really confident with the logo I designed, but yet they've seen the other crap that's out there and they see your logo and they really love it and they're like, $10 an hour? Yeah, sure, I'll pay you $10 an hour. But you're robbing yourself. If you have the ability to do something better, let the customer determine the market for you. That's what you're supposed to do. So by doing this exercise, you allow yourself to see areas of opportunity that you did not know existed. And with that, you can grab and you can capitalize on things because those areas where you feel that you're not that great in and somebody else feels you really are, those areas require you the least amount of effort to do. Think about that because they don't require you anything because you're so good at them or you do them so naturally that you never even realize this was a specialized skill. And if you don't realize it's a specialized skill, how easy would it be to write a thousand page article? Now, and likewise, on the other side, if there's areas where you don't overlap, where you think you're good at something, they don't. 
well, yeah, maybe you're not as good as you think you are. Maybe you are and this person hasn't seen that side, but maybe you're not. So what do you think you should focus? Should you focus on the path of most resistance or the path of least resistance? That's what you got to figure out. And that's a pretty simple question. Focus on the path that is the easiest to obtain. And that's areas where both you, your opinion and somebody else's overlap for your level of skill set, as well as areas you don't even realize that you had skills in. So do this exercise, do yourself a favor and take it to heart because you're going to be surprised. Hey, thanks for listening to another episode of Brass Ring Radio. If you have any comments, suggestions, or ideas for upcoming shows, you can email me personally at chad at brassringradio.com. Also check out our blog site at brassringradio.com.